0: Welcome to Travels in a Mathematical World, a podcast from the Institute of Mathematics and its applications, the IMA. This is episode 64. 64 is the number of squares on a chessboard. This week, uh, in what I'm sorry to say will be the final episode of Travels in a Mathematical World, we hear from Peter McCohen of Queen Mary University of London, uh, who speaks about his varied and interesting career.
1: Uh, hello there podcast listeners. Uh, my name is uh, Peter McCowan. I am a professor of computer science in the School of uh, Electron Engineering and Computer Science here at Queen Mary uh, University of London. I didn't actually start off as a computer scientist. My uh, uh, first degree was actually in, in mathematical physics. Um, I'd always been very interested in school uh, in being able to use mathematics to, to help us understand the world and uh, for me it was actually a very difficult choice as to to what degree to take. I, I had thought about doing a kind of pure maths degree uh, and I'd also considered the possibility of taking an engineering degree. But uh, physics appealed to me because I liked the idea of being able to kind of sit um, at a desk with a, a pencil on a piece of paper and kind of sketch some, some mathematical equations on the, on the piece of paper that would allow you to actually predict what was going to happen in, in the world. So I so went through that uh, was uh, a lot of very exciting stuff, and a lot of slog, like all mathematics uh, type subjects. You know, you've got to learn to to walk before you can run and, and do the interesting sort of uh, hop, skip, and a jump stuff. Uh, and uh, towards the end of that, I realised how much I really enjoyed this kind of application of of mathematics to be able to do uh, real things in in the real world. Um, I then went on and, and studied uh, for a, a master's in uh, medical physics. And in particular, medical imaging and, and MRI imaging, um, and that, as, a, as an imaging technique, is, is, a, is for me is amazing. You can get these beautiful, high resolution uh, slices through the through the body, uh, and it's all very mathematical in the way that's reconstructed uh, from that. And I, I did some work in developing uh, specialist receiver coils to boost the signal uh, when doing uh, scans of uh, a woman's breasts, looking for uh, carcinomic lesions. Um, and that was, again, a very mathematical type subject. I had to, to learn how to model uh, the uh, electromagnetic properties of, of, the, of the field coil and so on. Um, I then went on to study a, a PhD at King's College in, in London. Uh, I wanted to do a PhD because I, I, I really was enjoying the whole research thing about asking questions that nobody really knew the, the answers to. My PhD study was in uh, a field called computer-generated holography. Uh, I'd always been fascinated by holograms, those beautiful kind of three-dimensional uh, images of, of objects. And it turns out that you can actually simulate that process, that optical process, uh, in the computer. Uh, and so as part of that project, I was able to produce kind of uh, three-dimensional computer graphics using these holographic techniques. And again, for me, there was a real excitement in being able to take the mathematics of a, of a physical process uh, like optical holography and to actually produce... a a, a hologram that showed something that never existed in real life but only inside a computer uh, i have always been very interested in, in the way the brain worked as well and in my uh, my PhD I actually looked at building uh, optical neural networks as, as well using computer generated holograms to connect various processing elements and so after that I decided to pursue my, uh, my interest in the kind of biosciences which I'd had for a, a while as well uh, by Uh, going off and and studying uh, psychology. So uh, I did an experimental psychology degree at uh, University College London uh, and then uh, ended up uh, starting to work in in university departments. I worked in the uh, cybernetics department at Reading where that kind of nice combination of an understanding of the the biological brain plus the the mathematical modelling of that came together. And eventually I, I ended up here in the computer science department at Queen Mary my main research agenda is trying to understand the biological brain through building explicit mathematical models, testable mathematical models. And some of the, the most uh, worthwhile things I think I've ever done uh, and certainly some of the most enjoyable were the ability of some of my computational models, my mathematical models to predict new optical illusions and again optical illusions are those uh, marvellous kind of you know nature's magic tricks uh, where your brain is looking at something and and it just makes a mismeasurement on it. And uh, being able to actually predict from the mathematics new optical illusions I thought was a a fairly cool thing to be able to do, both from the point of view of having two new optical illusions that that I helped to create and to discover, but also from the fact that if you're able to predict something using a mathematical model, then I think that gives the mathematical model a much stronger status. Uh, And in particular, there are many ways to get things right. But if you happen to get things wrong in the same way as the human visual system does, then your model in some way must reflect what's going on inside the uh, inside the human brain. So I do a lot of uh, of work actually with uh, running psychophysical experiments as well as doing computer modelling. And in psychophysical experiments, I'll get uh, people to sit down and look at a screen and say, you know, is this grating moving faster than that one? Is this line more? horizontal or perpendicular, lots and lots of button presses and at the end of it you get some uh, very detailed data and you can use that to, to uh, look at the fit of your model's predictions to the actual human performance data and uh, and that's great fun. Having built uh, a mathematical model uh, and being able to understand how people work, you can then take that uh, that piece of mathematics and you can transfer it into, into something else. Uh, So what I do is I I move it into computer vision systems uh, and in particular looking at robotic vision systems So I'm the coordinator of a fairly large uh, European uh, robotics project called Lyric which is about building these uh, uh, synthetic robot uh, companions and and graphical characters with which hopefully you'll build up a, a, a meaningful relationship over a period of time and they'll be able to help in around the home and the office and possibly in educational purposes. And a lot of what's going on in that project is actually informed by uh, understanding the biological brain and how that works and how using that mathematics, uh, actually, in the, the robots themselves. I'd always been, since I was a kid, interested both in, in, in science generally, but also uh, I, had a, a, and I still have a lifelong passion for uh, magic and, and conjuring, and uh, I'm a fairly amateur, uh, amateur magician. But uh, one of the things that I've found particularly uh, enjoyable and also very worthwhile is the the fact that I can use uh, self-working magic tricks, mathematically based magic tricks, to actually teach uh, school students some fairly fundamental mathematics. So uh, I'm involved in a project called Computer Science for Fun, which was developed with uh, a colleague of mine, Paul Curzon. And one of the most popular parts of that, along with the magazine and the website, is our Magic of Computer Science shows. So we've we've actually written a couple of books uh, that can be downloaded for free from the Computer Science for Fun website, and these uh, actually uh, tell you how to perform actually some really good quality uh, self-working slightless uh, magic uh, tricks, and then explain how those work and explain how exactly the same math that makes the trick work also is actually used in in real computer science applications. So a favorite example there is there's a mind reading trick that uses exactly the same underlying mathematical principles as are used in computed tomography, where in, in a medical imager you can take a, a slice through the through uh, somebody's body uh, in the, the tomographic process. So it's kind of literally cutting a, a person in half uh, mathematically, which is obviously a classic of, of magic as being a classic of computer science now. Uh, we take these uh, out to, to schools uh, and it's, it's, as I say, proved to be very popular. There's a, another trick uh, that works, uh, seems I like can read people's body language and tell when they're, they're telling the truth, truth or when they're lying to me. And at the end of it, uh, after we've challenged the, the students to try and work out how it's done, um, I revealed to them the, 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 the cold calculating truth behind it, which is that that wonderful trick that they were all so impressed by works using algebra, at which point, almost uniformly, there's a groan. Uh, because algebra clearly is not given the, the, the big respect it should in the schools. I mean, I use algebra all the time and, and I like algebra. But uh, when I then go through and explain how the trick works, because it's something that I can make explicit that the number of red cards in this pile is unknown, so let's call it X and so on, and it's just a very simple process by which you go through and make a, a simple substitution. Uh, on, on actually a couple of occasions at the end of it, the, the algebra has been given a round of applause. Uh, which I was very impressed by and clearly shows that algebra is not the the, the, the bad person that uh, many people seem to think they are so uh, a combination of, of enjoying my my research enjoying finding out new things about the brains being able to build useful technical artifacts uh, like like robots and computer vision and surveillance equipment combined with uh, a passion that I have of just going out and and, and telling people about my my work and particularly using magic to to get that across is something that uh, makes me very happy that i i took the degrees that i did and went through all the various stages in my career that i did and um, as always with with anything at the end of the day for me what what matters is that i'm doing something i'm enjoying and certainly with the computer science for fun project and my research i am enjoying that so hopefully you'll find uh, that little uh, potted uh, vignette of my life, life useful And uh, thank you very much for listening.
0: Well, like the man said, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I'll put some of the links that Peter mentioned there in the show notes for today's episode. So you can find out more about the podcast, get show notes relating to each episode, and download the full set of 64 episodes by visiting www.travelsinamathematicalworld.co.uk. You can find out more about the Institute of Mathematics and its applications by visiting www.ima.org.uk and you can find me on the web by visiting peterrollett.net Rollett is R-O-W-L-E-T. Thank you very much for listening.